I'll be home in the morning. Where are you going? I'm staying over at Susie's tonight. What's new? The flyer. The paper's calling the grabber. I wish you wouldn't call him that. You don't actually believe that story, do you? Because he can't hear you, and he doesn't really take kids that safe. Well, isn't that just peachy keen? need some help? You see that? Yeah. <laughs> Would you hand me my hat? Yes, sir. I am a part-time magician. Are those type of loans in there? Would you like to see a magic trick? I have an announcement to make. One of our students, Finney Blake, was abducted. What if I could help the police find Finney? from down there. There's a combination lock on the inside of the storm door. What's the combination? I carved it in the wall. Hang up the phone! Now! The tree, the door, the gate. I'd never seen it before except in my dreams. You don't have much time. You're gonna use a weapon. You raise the phone, step back, and swing. Look what you made me do. Please hurry! You remember what I told you? That someday I should stand up for myself. Someday is today, Finn. everyone what is up welcome to another episode of small town horror with johnny and randy and we are happy to be with you guys and gals today it is december and finally it's christmas time you didn't say it i'm not gonna say it on this you, one you guys I say i will it. not i refuse absolutely refuse to say it how are they gonna know who we are i'm changing it up how are they gonna know if they don't know by now then they might be new people Okay, watching well, strictly because of the episode of what what we're doing. I get that, but the podcast is called Small Town Horror with Johnny, which is me, and Randy, which is you. I'm Randy. There you go. See, so you still did a version of it. Well, Just anyway, putting it out there. But it is uh, the most wonderful time of the year. Ding, 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 ding. There's gonna be horror movies and Christmas trees and. Nah, I'm not gonna fit. <laughs> I was gonna feel it, but never mind. No, I can't do it. I don't have a voice. <laughs> Done. <laughs> but anyway, anyway. So the last uh, couple years, we've done 
Christmas movies, or Christmas horror movies, of course, in December. But this year, we just really couldn't come up with any. Well, like we look Now, there's one called The Mean One. It's coming out on the 15th. Yes. And we may do that one. May throw a bonus one in there for you guys and gals. But... Uh, after last week's episode, we, me and Randy was talking, and I was like, man, I was like, there's got to be a couple movies that, you know, we'd be interested in reviewing. And there were two movies that popped up in our heads that one of them I've seen one time. And I've and, never seen. And he's never seen. And the other one, neither one of us have seen. Right. So, you're getting the one that he had seen, and I have it, which <clears> is <throat> this episode, Black Phone. And then our next episode is going to be the new horror movie, Smile. Which... I'm just going to go put out there, had some of the best marketing that I've ever seen for any movie. Yes. Uh, which we'll touch on that. I was just going to say the same thing. I was going to say, we'll, we'll get into that yeah, next we'll, time. We'll touch on that in the next one. Maybe but, you guys with a little cliffhanger. Yeah, there you go. But um, anyway, there's been a lot of build up and a lot of talk about this movie since it came out in 2021. And like I said, I know it took me forever to watch it, but uh, finally, I did. It was one of those ones where we were seeing the previews for it before it ever came out. And we were both like, man, we have got to go watch that. Mm-hmm. And I think it came out in June last year? Uh, I think it came out yeah, in June. Yeah, June 24th. Yeah. So, no, no, no. This is June 24th, 2022. Yeah, well, I keep... Uh, we're so close to 23, I was thinking that, you know. Yeah. Um. Well, look, that's weird. Yeah, IMDB has it for 21. Yeah. I was thinking this just came out this month or this year. I don't know. It's weird. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so all the new people that don't listen to our podcast. <laughs> yeah. They're like, what the heck? They're like, yeah, we're going to shut it off. Yeah. Eh. But. Anyway. If you are interested in subscribing to the podcast, we are available anywhere you can get podcasts. Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Breaker. Just look us up, Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy. Get us on anywhere you get your social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Johnny's got the handles. Our Twitter account is at Small T Horror Pod. And our Instagram is Small Town Horror. Uh. John, small Town Horror Johnny underscore Randy. Uh-huh. And then our Facebook is Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy. And he's Johnny. Uh, yes. <laughs> I think I'm answer. Randy. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I've been thinking we may end up doing a YouTube channel sometime in 2023. Mm-hmm. So more to come on that deal. Dum dum. Yes. Another cliffhanger. Right. That's two in one episode. There you go. Yeah. We're on on one today, folks. Oh, yeah. But anyway, uh, Randy. Yes, sir. Are you ready to give us the summary of this film? I am. So, I'm going to give you this one. Finney Blake is a shy but clever 13-year-old boy who is abducted by a sadistic serial killer and trapped in a soundproof basement where screaming is of no use. When a disconnected phone on the wall begins to ring, Finney discovers that he can hear the voices of the killer's previous victims, and they are dead set on making sure that what happened to them doesn't happen to Finney. Mm, that's a pretty good summary. It really is. So, Gives you a little bit, but not too much. Uh, let's see. IMDB gave this a 6.9 out of a 10. 
Rotten Tomatoes gave it an 83%. Which I'm shocked. Yeah. Because Rotten Tomatoes is terrible. Uh, the release date was, like I said, was June 24th, 2022. Uh, the director was Scott Dickerson. And screenplay by Scott Dickerson and C. Robert Cargill. And story by Joe Hill. And the box office, it was $161.2 million. That's a lot. Yes, it is. And our cast, uh, let's see here. Uh, Ethan, what's his name? Ethan Hawke? Ethan Hawke Hawk played the Grabber. Yes. And he also played Jake on Training Day. A little fun fact for you. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mason, uh, I think his name is Thames, played Finney. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh, Jeremy uh, Davis played the father of Finney and what is that girl's name? Gwen. Gwen. Uh, Mr. Shaw, which he was from Twister. As soon as I seen him, I was like, wait a minute. I know that dude. <laughs> you want to hit us up with the rest of the cast? Yes. Who we got? We got, we got Mason. Madeline McGraw is who played Gwen. You had E. Roger Mitchell played Detective Wright. Troy Rootsill played Detective Miller. James Ransom played Max, who was the Grabber's brother. Mm-hmm. Um, Miguel Mora played Robin. The bad little dude. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, some of the other kids. You had Tristan Pravong played Bruce. Jacob Morin played Billy. Brady Hepner played Vance, and Banks, ba- Banks Repita played Griffin. Those were the kids that were killed by the grabber. Right. Uh, as far as that's really it of like the important people. Right on. Like there's a couple of the bullies, but you know they get the crap kicked out of them, so they really don't matter. Yeah. But yeah. All right, well, I'll let you start this one off, man. <clears throat> kind of talk about what you like and didn't like and all that good stuff. So my you biggest, bragged about this movie before we watched I did. It. I did brag about it. And this is the only, this is only the second time that I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I'll say that this movie, along with Halloween, it, it is really starting to turn me on to watching, want to watch more of Blumhouse. 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 Yeah. However you want to say it. Blumhouse, Blumhouse. Same difference. Tomatoes model. Because it's unique and different. It's not your typical kidnapper, serial killeristic type movie. It's got a whole lot different story to it. Yeah. So the basics of the movie is Finney is a little boy going to school. And at the very beginning of it, it goes through the little progression of kids vanishing. The first one is Bruce. The first one that we see coming and that vanishes is Bruce. And he vanishes and then, who was it? Um, Robin vanishes. Well, before that, there were two or three other kids that vanished. Mm-hmm. Bodies were never found. They were just presumed dead for the most part. Right. Um, so, we... Kind of get a little bit of backstory for each of them. And I will say that the beginning of the movie is kind of slow starting off. Yeah. But it gives you a lot of backstory. Right. So there's stuff that goes on early in the movie that comes back up later on in the movie. Right. So, like, for instance, when Bruce and Finney first meet, Finney's pitching for the baseball team. Bruce is hitting off of them. Yeah. Finney throws two strikes, and then Bruce hits the third one. Well, after the game, you know, the kids are doing the whole congratulations thing. 
and Bruce comes up to him, and you think he's going to say something douchey. <laughs> yeah, I did. Like you were saying. But he goes, hey, man, your arm is mint. You almost had me, but I got you. Yeah. And you, it's like, okay, that, that's whatever. But later on in the movie, when the phone starts ringing while Finney's in the basement, that's how he recognizes that he was talking to Bruce. Because the kids, whenever they call, the first thing, they make, they make the notion of the first thing you lose when you're there is your memory of your name. Yeah. So yeah. when Bruce was talking to Finney on the phone, he didn't remember his name. But when he said that to Finney, Finney knew who it was. Right, right. Um, so the premise behind it is at the very beginning, these kids start going missing. Uh, we learn that Finney's sister, Gwen, has dreams. That it comes up later that apparently her mom had. Mm-hmm. And we, you get a really like graphic scene, really, of... After Gwen's talking to the talk to the police a couple of times, tell her about her dream. Yeah, you get a graphic scene of her in the kitchen getting whooped, like beat. Oh not yeah, even, not even whooped, yeah. beat by her dad with a belt. Yeah, and he's like going off. He's clearly drunk. He's going off. He makes the comment that you're not your mom. You're not touched. The dreams are just dreams. Right. He makes her repeat it. Yeah, over and over. Um, so you you almost get the sense like she has these visions in her dreams. That's what, you know, that comes out to be for her. Move ahead a little bit. Finney's walking home one day, gets kidnapped by the grabber, gets thrown into the basement, and this is when it really starts. To me, this is when the movie really picked up. Mm-hmm. So, I felt like there may be in a couple of things at the beginning that you could kind of really throw <clears throat> out. Yeah. But, I don't think anything from this point on, I, th- I felt like everything had to be there. Because it was when the movie really got going. Yeah, yeah. But, um, so Finney's in the, in the basement, the grabber comes in a couple of times. This is when you get the most like screen time for the grabber. And I dug Ethan Hawke's, like his, uh, his play on the grabber. Okay. It was almost like, um, he, he reminded me of uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker sometime with his high pitched voice. And some of the motions that he did. Mm-hmm. Like, there was one time where uh, Finney said he would scratch his face and people would see it. Yeah. And he kind of looked up into the light and flashed his hand, like flared his hands up and goes, this face? Yeah. You know, it was just like, he was almost theatrical with it. Um, But the grabber comes down at one point to give him breakfast. He tells him, he's like, look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to poison you or, or drug you or anything. You're already here. Why would I do that? But then there was another scene where you could tell that Finney is like wearing differently on the grabber than what he's used to. Yeah. Finney's gotten a couple of phone calls by now. The grabber comes down with a plate. You can't see his face. Right. And one thing to note is the grabber's always wearing a mask of some kind. Mm-hmm. And it's this really elaborate two piece mask. Sometime, most of the time up until the end of the movie, you see him either with both pieces or just the bottom piece. Yeah. So you either get the whole mask and none of his face, just his hair, or you get the top part of his face and the bottom part of the mask. So there's one scene that I thought was really cool is you could tell the grabber was, you know, really getting weird because it's different. He comes down with this plate and he's got the food and he asks Finney what his name was. Yeah. And he was like, I usually find out in the papers they write they print these pictures with you know this all the information all I need the information to know. I need to know about you. And he makes the notion like Finney says, "Are you going to let me go?" And then the grabber goes, "I'm thinking about it." Mm-hmm. 
So you could tell that this was completely different for him. Yeah, he's like, nothing's going right. Yeah. So he uh, he keeps pushing him for his name, and he tells him that his name is Taylor something. Yeah. Well, it pisses the grabber off. He throws the tray down. He throws a newspaper at him where he's got his name printed with his picture mm-hmm. and everything. And then he comes out, and he's got this angry or the sad-looking mask. And he's like, all right. You, you know, I know you done lied to me. You've all lied to me this whole time. Yeah, and he was like, and I was thinking about really letting you go. And he was this close to letting him go if he would have just told him his real name. Mm-hmm. Um, one, and, and he goes back upstairs. This is one of the scenes where you, you kind of, like, this isn't the first time you see it. There's one part of the scene a little bit before this where Finney gets a phone call from somebody telling him not to go upstairs. Yeah, because he, uh, and I noticed that he deliberately, when he left, it was the first time he fed him. Because remember, he was like, what'd you put in? He's like, salt and pepper. And he's like, eat it, don't eat it. He goes, why would I need the drug? You've already got you here. Yeah. And when he turned around to shut the door, you could tell that he didn't shut it on purpose. Yeah. So he gets a phone call, Finney does, and it's a kid, I think it was Blake. Yeah, it was the uh, The newspaper boy. Newspaper boy. Was telling him, don't go upstairs, because he's up there with a belt, and he'll essentially beat you until you black out. Yep. So then Finney goes up, walks up the stairs, but doesn't go out. And the camera pans over to the grabber sitting in the kitchen without a shirt on, with a mask on, with the like the mad mask. Yeah. Just sitting there with a belt. And to me, that was freaky. Like, I would... They have this movie listed as a horror thriller. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would call much of it horror other than some of the shots. Yeah. And, uh, and I told you right when... Uh, the person on the phone said, don't go upstairs. Uh, he, that's part of the game, blah, blah, blah. The game he calls Naughty Boy. Yeah, and then Finney started walking up steps, and I told you, I was like, right there, that just that takes away points for me. I'm like, the kid's stupid. But, but he, he didn't. I was excited, but yeah. he didn't go all the way up. Um, to me, this is like a psychedelic, or like a, uh, what's the word? Not a psychedelic. It's, a, it's like a... Ah, what's the name? What's the word I'm looking for? I'm trying to think, buddy. Uh, it's like it's a a, a mind thriller. Pretty yeah, much. yeah, yeah. I got you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I don't see a whole lot of horror. There was one scene in the movie where Finney's in the dark. He gets his little pin light out and uh, flashes it over in the corner, and there's a kid hanging upside down. That Dude, was freaky. That was a trip. Now, I could see that being part of the horror. Yeah, because it was something straight out of Insidious, man. Yeah, it, it that was, was good. It was trip. He heard the blood dripping. Yeah. Um, so you you get the shot of the grabber sitting up there out of the shirt on. Well, then later on, Finney gets a phone call saying he's been up for two days from another kid, and he's passed out upstairs. He's got a padlock that used to be my bike lock. Well, I mean, you mean another ghost told him that? Yeah, another ghost. Okay, well, the way yeah, you well, were. The phone call is... Like all the phone calls are based in the basement on the phone that's not supposed to work. Well, the the way you worded it, you said he's wore out. He's been up for two days dealing with another kid. No, yeah, that's no. why I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. He wasn't messing no, with another kid. No. He, okay, it was the phone call was telling Finney yeah. that this is your chance. This is your chance to get free. Yeah, tells him about the bike lock on the door and that he wrote the code, the combination to it. Yep. Finney gets the combination, sneaks upstairs, and the guy's passed out asleep. This is where I told you. I just grabbed a knife and slit his throat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Finney finds a padlock, undoes it. There's a dog named Samson. It's Big Cane Corso. Yeah. He goes off crazy. Finney takes off running. Grabber wakes up, chases him down the street, finally catches him. 
he uh, there's a bunch of lights coming on in the neighborhood. <clears throat> Grabber, you know, sticks a knife to his throat and says, "If you scream, I'll gut you like a pig and strangle you with your intestines." Like this is where you get okay. This guy's psychotic. Yeah, you know, this guy's not just crazy. He's psychotic. He ain't bluffing. No. Uh, he takes them back. Finney gets more phone calls. His last phone call is from Robin. Mm-hmm. Kid that pretty much saved his tail in the bathroom earlier. Bad man. little boy, man. Yeah, just a bad dude. Robin's a bad dude. Robin tells him, look, you got to fight. I done told you before, you got to fight. So he, you know, gives him a little workout deal to do with the phone. Tells him to pack it with dirt. Yeah. Make it, give it some heft. And he says, this is the last phone call. Take everything we've given you. So he sets up his little home alone booby trap where he's dug a hole in the ground. He's put a grate that he knocked off a window into the hole. And he's waiting for the grabber to come down. He's got the cable where he can trip him. Yeah. Go forward a little bit. And this whole time, Gwen is having dreams, trying to figure out where, you know, where her brother is. She's praying, asking God to give her these visions. When she has a dream of Vance, Mm -hmm. who is one of the kids that Finney talks to on the phone. She goes through this little little scene where she's in a police car with Vance and he takes her right up to the house. So she gets the address of the house and everything. There's a scene where she's driving it or riding her bike in the rain trying to find the house and she's talking to God the whole time telling him, you know, help me out here. Well, all the kids pop up in front of her, calls her to wreck her bike, ends up being right in front of the house. Yes. So she calls the cops and tells them, look, this is the house. So now she's told the cops where they are. Yeah. Now we get a scene of Max, who is the grabber's brother, who's already been talked talked to by the cops one time. Before. Yeah. He's uh he's got his whole board set up. Well he you know gets a bright idea. He goes looking around, he goes to the basement door. Mm-hmm. He ends up going down in the basement, finds Finney, tells Finney, he's like, I knew he was hiding something from me. He was like, Do you want to know how I found out where you were? And then Finney notices the grabber behind him. The grabber comes in, sticks his brother in the head with an axe. Heck yeah. I mean, it was a trip. Yeah, it was. That was one of the... That was technically only one of two kill scenes in the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll say both kill scenes had an impact. Oh, yeah. Um, He kills that. The grabber this time has just the top part of his mask on, so it shows the bottom of his face. And he tells him, he's like, usually I use a knife... But this time I want it to hurt. Yeah. So he calls Samson. He's like, you made me kill my brother. Yeah. So he calls Samson down, which is the cane corso, ties him up in the corner to where he can get to the the doorway. So Mm -hmm. Finney can't get through the door. Goes at Finney with the axe. Finney dodges it, jumps over his hole, ends up tripping the guy, makes him fall and break his ankles in the hole. Yeah. And he's doing the motions that Robin told him how to do. He jump fast back, jump forward, jump fast, and swing. So he's doing that multiple times while this dude's stuck in the hole. He ends up strangling the grabber with the cord on the phone. And the phone starts ringing. So Finney grabs the phone, the receiver, and he says, it's for you. And he puts it to the grabber's ear, and all the kids are talking to him and taunting him. Yeah. Robin even says, I can't kill you, but Finney's going to kill you for me. And as soon as he said that, Finney squeezes the, the cord and breaks the dude's neck, and he just slumps over into the hole. Yeah, I was wondering, did he, like, pull down on his neck or something, or what? Yeah, he, he pulled it tight enough to... To snap the dude's neck, I guess. <clears throat> well, now you get Gwen and the cops are showing up at the house. Cops are running all through this house. It's all, it's empty. Mm-hmm. 
and they find a, a door, like a hidden door to a basement. They go down there and they find the graveyard for all the kids. Yeah. And there's actually an empty grave dug. Oh, yeah. You assumed it was for Finney. Mm-hmm. So that's that house. Well, Gwen's outside. Finney comes outside across the street. Yeah. He comes outside and sees her. They hug and embrace. Cops pump out. They go into the other house. Come to find out he was keeping the kids across the street, killing them there, and then taking them across the other, mm-hmm. to the other house and burying them in the basement. Yep. And uh, you get a, I thought it was a really cool scene with uh, their dad. When they were sitting in the back of the ambulance. Oh, yeah. And uh, he <laughs> he uh, he's pretty much just telling them, I'm sorry, you know, all this kind of stuff. Uh, forgive me and, you know, all that good mess. Uh, and they just looked at him. Yeah. And they, they were just like, they started hugging each other and they was like, forget you, Dad. Yeah, they didn't say I mean, anything to him. He was a jerk. Yeah, but he's asking for forgiveness. Too, I mean, he so. was asking for forgiveness. He's a douche, though. But. So now, the end of the movie is... You get a shot of Finney coming back to school. All the kids are talking about him. Mm-hmm. He goes back to his class and his little wannabe girlfriend. She says, "Hey, Finney." He was like, "Call me Finn." And then he got he, that confidence. He got that confidence. Now he's he's set ready to go. Yeah, well, I mean, imagine being a kid that killed a serial exactly. killer in town. Yeah. So I mean, that's pretty much the end of the movie. I really did not expect you to go that detailed. I thought I didn't, you were going to start giving your thoughts on that. I didn't expect to go, but it just kind of happened. There so, you go. Hey. Here we go. So what did you we think? Don't, we don't rehearse this. I mean, we, we don't. We don't rehearse it. So what did you think? Okay. I, I like the film. Um, am I getting my review or am I just talking about no, it? No, just talk about okay. it. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, you can go ahead and give your review if you want to. I, I, I like the film. Uh, I thought the acting was really good. Uh, I think the only thing that bummed me out was two things, and I know one of them you're going to roll your eyes on, and probably anybody that listens to this podcast is probably going to roll their eyes on. First off, I didn't get enough backstory of the grabber. I want to know why he was doing it oh. and and stuff like that. Like, what was the reason? No, no, no. Well, not now. I know he's big say, what? No, we got the backstory on him taking the kids stuff, but I wanted to know, like, did something happen to him when he was a kid? But, but I, I could see them making a prequel. I, I could see that, but... Why does that need to be in here? I mean, you get enough backstory on the kids. Right, but I want to know, at least, like, was he picked on as a kid? Was he? Why was he just picking boys? You know, it was just stuff like that. It was just stuff that makes me curious. But, like, then again, I mean, at least that gets me into the movie. It gets me into right. the story where I'm like, well, I'd like to know more. Right. I could really see them making a Black Phone 2, but it being a prequel. To him as a kid or something. Yeah, or, you know, just showing how... I mean, you get the same actor and... Yeah. You know, because, like, okay, why why didn't that want his face shown like that? Why did he start tripping out? There's a there's a reason for everything. Yeah. Um, And then I almost got taken out of it, man. That freaking language. There were so many Fs, Fs, there, Fs. There was, at the same time... Like, me and you kind of talked about language before. Like, certain movies, it makes sense. Right. Like mafia movies and, and stuff like that. I'll say that there was a lot in it, but I was also a kid at one point, and I know how excessively kids use language like that. Well, so I mean, it made sense being these, you know, all these, all these kids in this movie were bad little kids, except Bruce. Bruce was a good kid. I don't like, like, the sister started getting on my nerves. Yeah. Especially when she was praying and she's like, Jesus, what the? Yeah. That stuff right there to yeah. me. Like, it, it takes me out of the moment where 
This is like I said, this is how bad it bothers me. When she started, I was the only thing I think of was what parent let their kid right do this for a movie. Right. I mean, I don't care if they offered me. I don't know how much. There's no way I'd let my kids get in there and use that language and then talk about talking about Jesus. Stuff. Right. I can't do that. But not everybody sees everything. Right. You know, right. same. But it almost took me out of it to where I was like, okay, now I'm ready for this film to be over with. Right. I've I've told you before. Uh, there's just something about the language, man. When I feel like it's unnecessary. Right. Uh, <clears throat> just so nobody gets too upset. Like you said, the mafia movies. Yeah. I get that. That's gangster. If mm-hmm. you go in watching a gangster movie, you know there's going to be language. Oh, yeah. But you have not seen it yet. When we review it, you'll see it. Rob Zombie's Devil's Rejects is a good movie. But my gosh. Like, it's been out since 2004, and I've maybe watched it three times because what? it's got more F-bombs and GD than uh, Scarface. That's a lot. Yeah. And it's like, holy cow. But Rob Zombie, his movies are a lot of stuff based on white trash. Yeah. Cussing, stuff like that, you know, so... Anyway, mm-hmm. off that subject, but that did almost take me out of it. I'm not going to lie to you, but uh, I did enjoy it. Um, I thought the music was was really good, mm-hmm. especially the little stuff like when Finn uh, was uh, practicing throwing the phone. Yeah. The music was hyping you up, mm-hmm. and uh, his, his, his buddy, what was his buddy's name? Uh, Robin. Uh, yeah, when Robin was like, swing forward, step back, so, like, and he was doing it with him. Yeah. The music was picking up. I would say with this being set in like the seventies, the uh, music was perfect. And there, that's another thing I was gonna say. That's that scores big points for me anyway because I love the seventies and eighties. Yeah. yeah. And when I see, and honestly, when I first uh, when we first started watching the film and it showed Finn, and he was being the pitcher, and mm-hmm. it said nineteen seventy eight, I thought that was gonna be the grabber in the seventies. Oh, yeah. And I was like, okay, we're about to get the story of... Because he looked mean. Yeah. And I was like, okay, it's like he's fixing to get... And then when uh, Bruce, when Bruce got out of it, or when Bruce got the home run and he made the remark, I was like, he's going to kill him. Yeah. And then when he walked up to him and was like, hey, man, you got a good arm. And all that, I was like, oh, okay, wait a minute. Then I remember I paused it and I looked at you. I was like, is this movie in the 70s? Yeah. Well, it was cool because they actually uh, referenced the... The original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Because Robin asked him if he was going to go see it. He's like, man, you know my dad won't let me watch anything rated R. And so then, they, yeah, it was, I thought that was cool that they actually kept it in the 70s and made sure you knew it was in the 70s. Well, then he was like, it's the best movie ever. And he's like, better than Return of the, or Enter the Dragon. Oh, yeah. And that was Bruce Lee's last movie. And then how they going to name the Asian kid Bruce? I mean. When he said Bruce, I was like, oh, <laughs> y'all wanted him to be like Bruce Lee. And then they bring up Enter uh, the Dragon. Yeah. So, you see what I'm saying? Y'all try to be sneaky, sneaky. But sneaky, sneaky. We caught on to that. We got you. But, uh, yeah, but then once uh, I paused and I looked at you, I said, dude, is this movie based in the 70s? You're like, yeah. One, I was like, heck yeah, because I love the soundtracks to mm-hmm. any 70s movie. And two, one thing that they're smart about making it in the 70s is if they tried to make this movie now, 2022, like they would have updated it, um, cell phones, mm-hmm. trackers. I mean, it's... it's They had to. It's... Exactly. It's too easy nowadays. To make it make sense, it had... Now, there are ways that you can get around stuff like that today, but it's so much harder. Well, it's like... And I'm not... Even if this movie was set in the 90s, it would have made sense. I know nobody's going to know what I'm talking about, but 
uh, like myself, I've wrote and directed a few movies that I do for me and my family and friends. I mean, we're the actors. We don't. I mean, literally, I burn them on DVD and hand them out to my buddies and my family. Yeah. And one of the horror movies that I did was Dead End. And it's based on these guys going camping. It's their last trip before everybody goes off to college. And even in that, we didn't have iPhones. We had the flip phones. Yeah. And the first thing I had to do was find a reason why their cell phones didn't work. Okay, well, now we're too far out in the country. Couldn't get a signal. Somebody gets... One of them drops it and gets ran over. You know, it's hard working around that stuff because... If you really base it, and nowadays people can just be like, hold on a second, let me just flip this phone. Or, it's, you know. it's just that little extra, you know, that little extra thing you got to add to it to reiterate why this isn't usable. Yeah. yeah. But uh, overall, I did enjoy the film. Like I said, um, besides not hearing, like, get more of a backstory on why he was abducting kids and why he wore the mask and stuff like that, because... I, I really could see them doing a part two here in the next couple of years because when he was doing, what did he, what did he call them, the Naughty Boys? He called it the Naughty Boy game. So it has to go back to him being younger and yeah. his dad abused him. That's the only thing I can think of. So, so one of the things that I kind of dug on it is you didn't have gore in this movie. Right. There was really only two scenes that I can think of off the top of my head where, or three where blood was actually the focal point. Mm-hmm. When Gwen cracked dude in the head with a rock. Yeah. His head was gushing blood. When uh, Finney was kidnapped, he stabbed the grabber in the arm with his little uh, rocket ship pin. Yeah. And that bled up pretty good. And then at the uh, end of it, when the grabber stuck his brother in the head with the axe. Yeah. That, like, there wasn't a whole lot of gore. No. But there didn't have to be. Exactly. Um... But and yeah, there was only two kill scenes in the whole movie: the brother getting the axe in the head, and then the grabber getting his neck snapped. And we got to talk about that Gwen scene where she comes to save her brother when they're fighting. Oh, that's a tough little girl. She boy. takes that rock and beats one of the dude's head in, and he just goes up to the fence and starts like he is just gushing blood. Yeah, yeah. Well, then the little ginger ginger kid, little redheaded yep. kid, he starts stomping a mud hole in her. He punches her in the face a couple times. She just rolls over by the guy she just cracked in the head and she just looks at him. Yeah, they look at each other. And then the next thing you know, they're laughing together. Like, not, it's Gwen and her brother. They're yeah. laughing together. And I'm like, that's a tough little girl. A tough little chick, boy, I tell you. You know, nowadays, you took a rock and hit somebody in the head, you'd be arrested like that. I'm 36 years old. You hit me in the head with a pebble, I'm going to go home crying. Oh, man. But, but yeah, she was, she was a tough little chick. But the two kill scenes, I thought... Yeah, there were five deaths in the movie when referring to the kids, mm-hmm. but they didn't show them. For one, they didn't have to. If this movie had been made this year, or if this movie had been set in this day and age, and the wrong people got it, if Rob Zombie had done this movie, you would have got every kill scene for yeah. every kid, and it would have been gruesome. You know, it, yeah. if the wrong person had gotten it, it would have been made just as a gruesome horror movie. Right. But it didn't have to be. Um, the two death scenes in the movie, the on-screen death scenes, were relevant, and they were impactful. I really would have liked to see more of the grabber um, be more of the magician. Like, oh yeah, the, I really thought there was gonna be more to it when uh, he first met Finney. Yeah, and he was like, 
oh hey you know you know and he's like dropping this stuff he's like can you hand me my hat over there and he's like is that black uh balloons and then snatches them yeah yeah and the van was just this big black van with abracadabra on the side of it mm-hmm. that's all it was which to me 2022 if i see a black van with abracadabra on the side of it i'm like that's fishy oh yeah you know yeah but this is 1978 but yeah like i said overall um I guess it's time for, to give our rating, don't you think? For the what? For the rating. You know what the rating is. What, what rating are you talking about? The rating of the... <clears throat> pulling scale. Pulling scale. Pulling scale. Pulling scale. And I will go first. Go ahead. All right, then. I pretty much gave you uh, the stuff I like and didn't like. I uh, may add just a little bit to it is that I thought the story was unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I haven't seen in a very long time, to be honest with you, something to that magnitude. Yeah. I'm like you, at first I was like, okay, what's the big hype about this movie? Because it was boring at the beginning. At first I was yeah. like, okay, what's going on? Um, like I said, I'd love to see more of a backstory on the Grabber's childhood and why he's doing this to the kids, which I figure eventually we will see, you know. And I was glad, here's one thing that gets points too. They actually killed the grabber at the end of it. Well, and that's what I was going to say. That's what I liked about it. Yeah, they didn't interpret, didn't leave no interpretation that he's alive or he could. No, he's dead. Yep. So, um, honestly, my grade, uh, it's going to be kind of wishy washy. So, here we go. It's going to be odd. Yeah, it's going to be odd. I do give it a thumbs up for the story. Um, for the acting was really good. When the girl was getting whooped by her dad, she did so good. Yeah, she did. Uh, I thought there was not a weak character um, in the film. I thought all the acting was really phenomenal, honestly. Mm-hmm. Some of the best acting I've seen in a while. Um, I don't recommend you to add this to your collection. Mm-hmm. I recommend you to watch it once. Because after you've seen it once, I feel like you're done with so it. So it's a thumbs in the middle. That's what I'm saying. It's wishy-washy. I'm giving the thumbs up for the story and for the acting. So you're pulling to me. You're giving it two grades. I guess you could say that. <laughs> I'm not basing it like horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kept my interest and I enjoyed it. Yeah. But like I said, there were still things about it that like the language. I was like, man, come on. There was too many F words for me. That's just me though. Mm-hmm. But I'm giving it, I'll give it a thumbs up because like I said, it was something new. But I recommend I recommend you to watch it at least once, and that's it. Like I won't add it to my collection because that's the problem with doing films like this. Um, in my opinion, mm-hmm. once you've seen it, now you know everything's going to happen. Like I'm talking like a thriller like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now there's no more suspense to it when you watch it. Right. So you know, like, see, like when he was digging the hole, I was expecting any minute. The camera's gonna pan up. There was the grabber behind him. Gonna, you know, what are you doing or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, now that I know what ain't gonna happen, when next time I watch it, it's just gonna be like, okay. Well, I mean, if he had done it, the next time you watch it, you knew it was gonna be happening. Yeah, but I'm just saying now, you know, it's just kind of like, eh. But uh, watch it once. Don't add it to your collection. And I'll give it a B. I mean, we're I mean, we're pretty much the. On point, like as far as that, because <clears throat> I really dug the movie. I don't honestly, I don't think you're going to get a second movie that's the prequel. 
because for one, Blumhouse is you need to tell me they're picking up The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. They're picking up uh, Five Nights with Freddy. Yeah. So I honestly I don't see them doing a sequel to this one, unless it is like unless they do a sequel to it that's based around the same concept but taking like years down the road like some there's a copycat killer or something like that right you know what right I mean? um i dug the movie i really did it is a slow starter mm-hmm. like it was like what an hour 48 minutes long yeah <clears throat> i felt like there was stuff that they could take out that didn't necessarily have to be there that could have brought it down to a good hour and a half and you know i think it would have still been just as effective yeah yeah um I, i'm with you on the characters i dug every one of the characters I didn't think any of them, I don't think any of them were put there just to be there. I think every one of them had their place. Yeah, um, yeah. I absolutely love the phone. Oh, really? I love the phone. I love how Finn was getting into contact with the spirits. Like, they were calling on this phone. They even show a scene earlier in the movie where he, like, looks at the cord that's supposed to connect to the phone, and it's cut. So yeah. So, it's, it's clearly not hooked up to anything. Right. And, and I like the fact that the grabber can hear it too. Well, I was gonna say one of the kids makes a comment the grabber that the grabber can hear the phone ring too. He just acts like he can't. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like these kids were taunting and, and trying to harass him after they've died too. Yeah, and he just kind of ignored it. Um, but I love that concept. That's something I, I I don't know if I've ever seen in a movie, and it may have been out there. It may be something that's not brand new, but I don't ever you know remember it. Yeah. Um. But I like how they did the old school phone feel. Like had all the kids had the static in their voices. Like, yeah. like that that was just that was legit. Um I love the grabber. Like the character. Mm-hmm. Cause I know Ethan Hawke as Jake from Training Day. Right. That's where I know him the most from. This didn't seem this is almost to I'm not gonna say this is on the level of this this actor with this role. Mm-hmm. But it reminds me of the difference between how he is in other movies to how he was in this movie. Yeah. The way Heath Ledger was, as opposed to Heath Ledger as Joker, he was almost unrecognizable at parts. Like, there were certain scenes where you could see Heath Ledger, and you could hear Heath Ledger. Oh, yeah. But for the most part, Heath Ledger was nowhere to be found in Joker. It was a completely different person. Right. That's kind of how I felt with Ethan Hawke. Because I didn't hear any of Jake. Now, this he's a lot older than he was yeah, in yeah. the training day. But I really like how he took that character. I told you he kind of reminded me. He had some mannerisms and his voice kind of sounded like the Joker when Walking Phoenix was the Joker. Mm-hmm. But I dug the character. Uh, I dug the concept of the movie. The music was perfect because everything had that 70s sound to it. Mm-hmm. I like how they made it relevant, the time relevant, by talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. As a new movie. Right. You know, I thought that was kind of cool. Um but yeah, I uh, I dug it. I uh, I'm gonna give it a thumbs up fully. Okay. Part of me wants to mm-hmm. like grade it as a horror, uh, as a thriller, like a psycho thriller or whatever, like a mind thriller. Psycho killer. Anyway. Run 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 run. But, I mean, it is listed as a horror thriller, mm-hmm. and there were certain scenes that were kind of horror to see. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. I personally, I'm not a collector. Yeah. But if I was, I would probably add it to my collection. 
I wouldn't pay full price for it. It would be <laughs> you one pay of, full price. I mean, for I, I, I don't, you know, yeah. but but it would be one of those ones I would make sure that I got on Voodoo for like four ninety nine. Okay. Certain movies, I'm like, yeah, I'll pay nine ninety nine for that. I love that movie. Yeah. Willy Wonka, I'd pay fourteen dollars for it. But I would add it if it was on sale. If I could get it in a bundle, and there were two other movies that I really wanted, yeah, I'd get it. You know. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. I definitely think uh, you, if you're a collector, add it to your collection. And I am also going to give it a B. Right on. Straight B. That See, look at her. Same grade, just same different grade, little... Different viewpoints. You know, that's, that's what this is about. Right, right. There is one thing I want to point out real quick uh, that I forgot to mention in my rating. I liked when he was talking mm-hmm. normal. Like, uh, you know, um, when he was like, you killed the... Uh, you're the one that killed them the kids. The other kids. And he was like, no, I didn't. Yeah. He would get real deep. And then he'd be like, you know, I don't know. It was just stuff like, I don't even know what the, he said in the movie, but it would just be parts where he would say something about, uh, uh, I'll scratch your, I'll scratch your face. He's like, what face? This face? This face? And then he turns around and starts to walk off and then he says something and he's like, no. Yeah. Like, he's just. Yeah. It's like his whole demeanor changed like that. Yeah. And I did think he, uh, he did a great job as far as, because the things wouldn't go in his way, you could tell that it was. Bothering him, wait, and I love when he's like sitting in the kitchen the first time. They're like, "Don't go upstairs." He's waiting, and he literally was just sitting there with his shirt off, and he's like, <sighs> "And it, and it's just crazy because he was just sitting there in these corduroy pants with no shirt on and this mascot holding a belt, and that dude looked freaking intimidating." Yeah, like I mean, he wasn't cut buff, you know, and all that kind of stuff, but he was big enough to where it was like this dude could put a hurting on you. He's he better than me and you, so uh, I mean, yeah, he was in a lot better shape than you, yeah, that's for sure. But yeah, uh, but I mean, hey, like I said, I did. I, at first, I was nervous. I was like, "Oh man!" I was like, "This movie ain't even." I, I think so many people hyped it up for me. Yeah. First thirty minutes is a good slow burn. Yeah, it really. Is. I mean, and even though it did keep me interested as far as like the little kid that was whooping butt. Oh yeah. I mean, it it had you going, but I was just like, "Oh, when's it getting picked up?" Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I can I can feel that one. Well, that was our review on Black Phone, and our next episode will be Smile. Smile when your heart is aching. And you may get a bonus one because uh, I'd like to do a Christmas one. I want to see the I want to see the main one. Like I got a feeling it's gonna be one of them cheesy, I've already, really bad. I think say no, it's a C movie. Really, I've already, I've already read reviews I, on it. I got a feeling just some of the the pictures and clips of it I've seen. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be another Jack Frost. Uh, they could actually compare it. Did they really? Yes, they did. Now I want to watch it. Yes, that's oh, so Lord. funny you said that because uh, I seen that today on Twitter and I was like, "Oh man!" And they even they that's what they said. They compared it to Jack Frost. Now, now we gotta watch it. But uh, we need that's what we need to do. We need to go eat some pizza, go to Upper Crust, eat some pizza, and go watch uh, the mean one when it comes it, up. It's not in our, nowhere near our theaters. It's not gonna be in. What? Well, no, because and that's another thing that bothers me, man. Is why. There's like these indie films we can't go see in the theater because they're not around here. I hate that. You know, it's like if it's going to advertise a theater, it should at least be one around here. Right, exactly. But uh, I figure, just go to Memphis or St. Louis. Or I, I figure it's going to be on a streaming service. Yeah, it'll probably go on Peacock but, the day it comes out or something. But we may uh, give y'all an extra episode of the main one because I do actually want to see it. I ain't going to lie to you. But the next one will be Smile. When your heart is aching. And Randy, I'm gonna kind of throw this out there Uh-oh. to see what you think about it. Uh, 
for, let's see, I think since 2016 all the way to now, so six years, and I've recently canceled my subscription because I just kind of couldn't afford it anymore. Uh, you remember the horror box set I was getting in, horror pack every month? Yep. And it was four Blu-rays, mm-hmm. all horror uh, films, and I've got tons of them in there I've never even opened. Let's open them up. So I was thinking, 2023, uh, we need to just start literally going in there, grabbing some unknown horror movies that mean you've never heard of, never seen. Just go in there and grab them and go, this is what we're going to watch. I'm down. I, I and mean, I'm not saying for do the like whole, one a month. That's what I was going to say. I'm not saying for the whole year, but even if we just, like, this one right here, you know. Yeah. So I, I'm cool with it. Because I don't know, I was just sitting there I was like, we always want suggestions and stuff, and I'm like, and I've got tons of them in there. Yeah. So. There are some movies that we need to do that me and you have already talked about. Oh, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I shoot, picking one of those a month, I think that'd be perfect. Definitely. Because it'll give us something exciting. Exactly. As long as you won't make me watch Tusk. And some of these people that. Tusk follow- was in there, wasn't it? No, no, no. Okay, good. Some of these people that's uh, following our podcast, we may pick a movie. And that they never even heard of, and then they yep. go out and look for it, you know. Yep. So, because you got to support your indie filmmakers. Oh yeah, I'm a big believer of that. So, all right. With that being said, our next episode will be small, and we do hope you enjoyed this episode for sure. And with that being said, everyone, remember to always stay scared and stay spooky. <laughs>